You're listening to the Finding Unique Value Podcast with Jay Sparks. Hello, this is Jay Sparks, your host of Finding Unique Value, where I interview business leaders that have found unique value in their business or industry that others have not yet seen or explored. I'm excited today to be joined by Morton Hatterup, the managing partner of Pier Marine Interiors. And I'm not exactly sure I can do uh, justice to what he does other than to say um, he is uh, has a hand in 10 companies. They're in 10 different countries, and he's just starting to build a presence in the United States. So I'm um, very interested to see how he sees the business environment in the United States compared to Europe and Asia and why he sees uh, an opportunity and some value here in the, uh, in the United States at this time. Now, English is his, I don't know, his third or fourth language, so I'm, I'm very impressed with, with that also. So uh, keep that in mind. But, uh, but Morton, welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's great to be speaking with you today. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Great, great. Well, you know, could you take a minute and and you have such a uh, a fascinating background. I, I you know I, I know I wouldn't do it justice, but I'd just love to hear from you. Just you know, you know what you'd want us to uh, know about where you've uh, uh, come from and and how you've ended up in your uh, in your current role. Yeah, it's a little bit little bit uh, difficult to, to say how I came into that role. I'm hopefully <laughs> now. Because, um, yeah, I started, actually, I started uh, in the age of 16. I, I was bored from the school and uh, started as a construction worker. Later, I tried some, some training as a firefighter. But I found out I had to go into to business administration studies, business administration, mm-hmm. and um, joined a big uh, German company in, in the age of 25. And... Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm Danish, um, I'm Danish, um, and the company was located, or the headquarter was located in Germany, and I looked on the map, and I only saw a great, great country, and I asked, what happened to Denmark, and they explained, they tried since 10 years to develop the country, and Mm -hmm. I saw it a little bit as my chance, so I I said in the age of 25, hey guys, listen, give give me one year, if I develop the company, you have to to uh, to make me to your managing director over there. And um, yeah, after eight months, we was around 250 employees. We made a lot of money, and everyone was looking at me. Um, yeah, now we have some promises. Yeah, uh, they have to fulfill because uh, we make that deal at this time. And I I became in a really early age uh, a managing director in a multi-million company um, and. Yeah, developed the market a little bit. They sent me around the world where I started to 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 find out um, that I'm really into to see some chances. So um, I went to South Africa. I went uh, to to um, China, Indonesia, Australia for these company, and was involved in different things. Um, things that change. Yeah. 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 No, go ahead. I'll let you continue. I, I have, the, I already have a bunch of questions on what you, what you accomplished by the time you were 25. So I will let you continue. 
<laughs> yeah, let's let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Um, yeah, after seven years, actually, and I don't know how many com uh, countries I work in for these company. They 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 send me a little bit around, like a kind of task force or something. I developed some calculation tools for 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 a subsidiary in South Africa. I was involved in a huge huge uh, oil and gas. Um, order or sales task in, in Norway. Actually, it was the biggest order at this time for the company it has a value of more than 800 million euros. And yeah, at this, at this uh, time, I still not turned 30. So maybe it was also a little bit early, but um, yeah, things, things went good and I was happy. And after seven years, I decided maybe it's now time looking into family and so on. So maybe I should take a job where I'm not traveling that much. I sure. think I had on, on this time, I had around 250 to 300 travel days uh, a year and joined some local companies in, in Denmark where I had to work from eight to four or seven to three or something. But um, after a couple of years, I found out it's not me. I will turn totally crazy if I not can do my hours, if I not can see results. So, um, yeah, from the industry department or from the industry, I came over in the shipbuilding. Shipbuilding was always, uh, or ships are always something which are fascinating myself really much. I'm a sailor, so I'm spending a lot of time on the water. So I went into from, yeah, from the mm -hmm. technically side of the industry, I went into, into interior and outfitting for cruise ships and uh, explorers, um, yeah, without any knowledge. And um, things, things went good. I was employed in a company in, in Germany and uh, came into a new market. Actually, uh, it took me two months and I generated the first 40 million US dollars for this company. Um, unfortunately, they were not prepared and they didn't believe in me, so uh, we we resigned the contract because they couldn't fulfill all the promises with uh, with bonuses and so on. And I was standing there and thinking mm -hmm. what to do now. So um, I found a partner, a technical partner. He is naval architect, and yeah, we set up the business. Um, and that's uh, three years ago. And um, yeah, as you can hear. I'm into a little bit of business development. So we started in Germany and Denmark. We developed into into uh, Spain, uh, now U.S. We have a company in, in China. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just last week opened another company in the United States. Um, have some uh, joint and venture in Indonesia. Um, yeah, a buying <laughs> buying a yeah. workshop in Malaysia. So. There are a lot of opportunities we see around the world, or I see around the world, um, where we are going in. And we are trying. Uh, we are trying our best. Um, actually, right now, we have employed around 150 people. So I don't think we are doing it bad. Um, and in this short time, I'm really satisfied right now. Well, uh, I think what you just described is that life's achievement for probably several people wrapped up into one. So it's amazing that you're, uh, you know, you're still probably in the, you know, in the middle of, of your career. But what happened in Denmark that set you off on this unbelievable 
uh, worldwide path because I, I don't know if I've ever um, seen anyone that started where you started and ended up where you are now. It's not is that is that common? Do you know are there, are there a lot of your your uh, a lot of other Danish people that take this type of path, or are you as unique as you as you seem in terms of how you've taken these opportunities in, in many different countries and actually different industries at this point? Um, actually, I don't think if it's uh, the normal way of of working, and I think also it was really special for the company uh, when I joined the company. There was uh, eight to ten thousand employees at the time, so it was a it was already a huge, huge company, and yeah. uh, for them it was totally it was totally um, unusual to appoint a young guy becoming a managing director role uh, for mm -hmm. one of their country um, without three master degrees from anywhere, but only based on some, some uh, yeah, how to say, handshake deals where I yeah. said, I will make these for you and then you have to do these for me. So yeah. it, was, it, was really, uh, it was really untypical for them. And... Mm -hmm. I I I think they saw some some opportunities, and that was also that was also the reason why they sent me abroad. I mean, uh, they was they was trying to to uh, to adopt the success we had in Denmark into other countries. Uh -huh. So, how were you able to convince these much more senior, experienced people that you, the as you described yourself, the young guy? Um, were put in a leadership position at a, at a very early age when most people your age are are considered junior and 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 certainly not uh, put in a leadership position. What what was different about how you approached your job than than your peers? I th I think um, I think the biggest thing in these deal or handshake deal or mm -hmm. how I should call it was yeah. people couldn't believe that it was possible. They formated the company in 1996, I think, 1996, yeah, uh, nine years before I joined the company. And yeah. they never, they never got into to any kind of, of money in this country. So they closed uh, the, the uh, company two or three years later. They closed down all activities. The company was still there, but nobody was able to, to generate business. And now that there is coming a young guy, he is he is promising you something. You have nothing to lose. He's sure. speaking the language. He he's coming from this country, so you have nothing to lose. So they said, go ahead. There was a lot of focus in the beginning because I was also not sure how do all these uh, how should I do all these business administration stuff. It's yeah. uh, it's not it's not like that that I worked for for many years, as I said. I, before I was working on the construction side, I was working as a as a firefighter. Um, so actually, I was was new into the business. But um, what I found out was, as long as you are honest, as long as you are fulfilling what you promised, yeah. Yeah. are you will never have any issues. So I went I went into a big big uh, refinery in uh, in Denmark or. It's a small refinery compared with all over of the mm -hmm. world. But I went in there and they found out it was 
a little bit different what I told them. I was honest. I said, on every time I can open the books, I can tell you what, what I'm earning. I will show you if I have a problem, I need your help. If you have a problem, you need my help. And yeah. people, they trusted me. So as I said, eight months later, they gave us a huge, huge order. I, I, I can't remember the details, but I think it was around 27 million euros. Yeah. Um, and it was so unbelievable what I did for them because they, 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 couldn't, they couldn't believe that these really happened. And I can, <laughs> I can still, I can still uh, think of these days. I, came, I, I called my boss at this time and said, hey, I'm getting these contracts. And he said, yes, yes, go ahead and sign that. He was like, oh, you will not get that. So I yeah. went into the client, signed these contracts of several million euros. Yeah. And went back to the to the office in Hamburg, and everyone was looking at me. How could that happen? So, um, yeah. And then we were standing there. So, I like well, really to, yeah. to work in this environment. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. No. Well, it, it's really uh, interesting because I, I think you're 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 being incredibly humble because it's not. Uh, the way you're describing it, it almost sounds like you were lucky and, and knowing how those types of deals work and the details involved and the amount of trust, the amount of technical knowledge and all the other things that need to go right and that you need to um, guide in, in the right way, as long as it's you know the right thing for the, for the customer, and I'm sure it was. Um, how were you able to learn that? Because you didn't have experience in that. You weren't the company didn't have experience in that or they would have showed you. That's why they were shocked that you were able to get it done when, when they hadn't been. So what did you, what did you, what, what were you telling yourself when you were doing something that you had never done before? The company had never done before, but obviously you have to have confidence in yourself in those situations or it won't, or, or, or the other side won't necessarily listen to you. Was there anything in particular that gave you the confidence that you needed to, to get your idea? Um, bought i guess for lack of a better word actually actually the company did it because the yeah. company was uh, was was working in the industrial uh, sector so mm -hmm. they 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 knew how it was but they didn't yeah. do it in denmark so um, ah. yeah there was there was some knowledge around but we didn't use it at all because the market in denmark is really different to the rest of of europe so denmark norway Mm -hmm. um, they are driven by the by the trade unions, and the education is a little bit different. Uh, the tax system mm -hmm. is totally different. So we decided to build up our our organization, and we uh, decided to build up our own uh, pool of manpower instead mm -hmm. of of taking subcontractors. So what what um, to come back to your question? Um, actually, I started. To, to, to make a research when I was looking where can I gain the most value for the company and found mm -hmm. out there was only more or less two big uh, players. Uh, it was the, the energy, um, mm -hmm. energy company, Dong Energy, which was sold, I think, in 2010, 50% mm -hmm. to, to the United States. And um, uh, uh, oil and gas company, a refinery, that all is a Norwegian company. So I had these two targets, and then I tried to understand what's going wrong for them. Where can I? Where can I help? Where can I? Where can I give them some benefits? And 
I think it's not a question of prices because I don't, I don't guess we was cheaper. I think what I did where, where the difference was, was I listened to the customers, I listened to the needs, and yeah, I um, on the refinery later, I, I was responsible, or our company was responsible for for, for gardening work, uh, and so on. Because I hear there is an issue there, you need to help. So I said, oh, it's not not uh, really an issue for us to 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 take two people to cut your grass. So I will take care of that, and they feel good. They feel <laughs> that we was taking care. So. Tender loving care program for customers, I would say, was yeah. uh, the reason for for our success. Sure, no, that, that, that's a, that's a great point, right? Um, uh, you, you you need to take care of your customers, but you know many companies are arrogant and they think they know what the customer wants, so they tell them what they want and try to push them into it. And it sounds like you're taking the reverse approach and figure out what they want and make sure it's what you can provide, and then make sure they understand it. That certainly works much better. But now, how does that change? Because you, you mentioned, you know, you have Denmark, Germany, South Africa, China, um, I think Norway, I think. So uh, how does that process or does it change between countries or is it more just the local customs and language potentially could be a, a challenge for you? I would say, I would say the needs of humans are all over the same. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm doing business in in the United States. It doesn't matter if I'm doing business in Qatar or China. Mm -hmm. All over, people have a need and they want you to take care of these needs. Either you can make great business, you can be that arrogant as you are saying, you will make uh, business pretty pretty cold and straightforward and there will not be any relationship between you and the customer. you will also not get more than you, you are giving him. So you yeah. will not get any um, uh, payback from him. So if you have an issue, and I know every, everyone will come up to this day where, where you are getting some business issues because you make a mistake or something where you need the help of the customer. So the totally mm-hmm. other way. And if you are not treating him that good, you will never get these payback. And mm-hmm. Yeah, as 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 you said, there was a lot of other countries, but I never had these issues. If I had some issues doing business in China or need some help over in China, I was able to get that. If I needed some help in in France or or somewhere, I was able to get that. And I think it's a kind of payback. If you are if you are good to your uh, clients, they will be good to you. Um, yeah. So the question is. I would say the United States are a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I have to be careful what I'm saying now because right now, you know, I'm in the United States. Maybe yeah. maybe we should do that uh, another day when I'm flying out. Well, um, you know what? We can we 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 can handle. It. Trust me. If you if you follow the media in this country, you'll see we're we're not in agreement on basically anything right now. Um, but 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 I, it it really is refreshing because I know we spoke about this earlier. It's great to see um, because you have so much experience outside of the United States. It's great to see kind of with beginners' eyes what you see as some of the strengths in the United States market and, and some of the weaknesses. Because, you know, those of us that are born and live here and only travel 
sporadically outside the U.S. We don't see these things that you see. So I'd be interested to, to see kind of over the last couple of weeks, I know you've been spending some time here trying to start some some new businesses, but what, what, what just from the from the business environment, I think you've been introduced to a lot of lawyers recently. So is that is that a change or is that the same oh, everywhere? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawyers in the United States, I have a lot of experience with them. And I have to say, I would say I have I have I have some I have some some punch points around the world with a lot of kind uh, with a lot kind of lawyers. So yep. it's not if we are opening a business in China or something. We have some points with lawyers, yep. but the lawyers in the United States. I know the United States are so different to all other countries in the world, mm-hmm. uh, but the lawyers in the United States is the most arrogant. Wow. And uh, kind of a kind of people. I mean, they are they are ripping you actually. It's it's really it's unbelievable. And it's not like we are talking about on at lawyer A you are paying one thousand dollar and lawyer B you are paying twelve hundred. No, yeah. we are talking about at lawyer A you are paying fifty thousand at lawyer B oh. two thousand because he's honest. And wow. There's such a big gap. There's such a big gap. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, as I said in the beginning, as I said in the beginning, uh, we formated uh, now the second uh, company uh, last week, and it's actually the same setup. We uh, we started at scratch. No bylaws. No shareholder agreement was prepared. So the lawyer had to do everything by himself. Two times, same task. The difference was um, seven times the price, seven wow. times the price. And I mean, they are, they are really trying to ripping you only because you're foreign, uh, you don't know how the market uh, is in the United States. And that's what I'm saying. I will never yeah. come back to these people. These people are not able to build up a relationship. These sure. people are not able to get my trust as a customer. Yeah. So if they have an issue, I would say, sorry, guys, Thank you for now. I will not help you. Yeah. Um, but coming back to the to the American way of life, yeah. how I would call it, I think um, at the moment, at the moment, the whole the whole country is on the on the way up. The unemployment rate has never been as low as it is right now. Sure. The issue the issue is I would see the market as a bottle and. I think what they are doing, for example, the terrorists with China, the only thing what the United States right now are doing, they are pressing other countries into developing their own uh, business, their own ideas, their own products to be independent from the United States instead of trying to, to, to work together. I mean, before before uh, the United States reached that point, they they need some help from outside. Now they are saying, oh, we are that strong. America first, so we will behave. America first, we will do our business uh, as we think we will, uh, we will, uh, we will, um, all, all others have, have to go out. We don't accept any, any foreigners here. We don't accept any, any um, other, other companies on the market. We only see us and we only behave like that. And I guess these will be really dangerous in the next couple of years. So you're saying that by taking this stance, this 
allows other countries to develop their resources and their products better and quicker. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Because, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I so if, yeah. if we if we are taking an example um, yeah. right now, the example with these telephones from China, Huawei, Huawei, uh, I don't know how to pronounce. Um, yeah. Trump put uh, put this company on the on the risky list for 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 um, companies, and they yeah. was not allowed to deal with Google. So yeah. I mean, it's the it's the biggest company for telecommunication mobile phones over in China. What do you think they will do? They will yeah. put so many resources into this issue that they yeah. will be independent, don't have any need for Google, Android, yeah. or whatever you have to 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 run their phone. So maybe it will yeah. give a little a little down in the next uh, three, four, five, six months. But sure. after that, they are totally independent. So these earnings Google had or Android had or whoever, they will never have it again. And maybe, yeah. maybe because they are that press, other companies, other brands will not go to Google any longer, but take the Chinese way. So yeah. I'm really afraid that the strategy they are doing over here mm-hmm. will be dangerous uh, for the United States. Yeah. Now, so that's, that's interesting you bring that up because you're starting to um, uh, uh, build a presence in the United States where, based on what you just said, it, it might be smarter for you to continue to build your presence in China since they seem to be, um, you know, at the point where they're kind of on the on the upswing, right? So now would be a good time to start there because in a couple of years they'll they'll be much stronger. Is there is there a different reason that you're you're in the United States now? Is there a timing aspect to that? Um, that there's no timing aspect. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good it's it's a good time in general to to mm-hmm. build some business at the moment because uh, the world economy is not that bad. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of money on the market. People want to spend money, um, but the business we we uh, we just made it in the United States. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do actually with with cruise ships. What we are doing in China or mm-hmm. or in in in, in Europe, um, the business mm-hmm. over here we built because I saw some opportunities with some sun sunscreens uh, yeah. uh, uh, for windows and and some other things. And I was thinking, hey, I, I made a research and found out we can do that better, we can do that cheaper, and the quality will be higher. So why not going into the business? But um, yeah, in China, in China, we are doing our regular business uh, cruise ships, and mm-hmm. um, that's also that's also totally different to the rest of the world. Um, if you're looking into that industry, there was several countries who tried to build cruise ships. America tried once in 2003, I mm-hmm. think um, it didn't went well. So they they went yeah. out of the business. Uh, Japan uh, tried it now. They make a loss of 1.5 billion. Yeah. So they said we are closing down. China mm-hmm. is doing it different. Um, the shipyards more or less are all owned by the by the government in China, and they 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 got the order now for for I think uh, Carnival, uh, mm-hmm. US company and based in Miami, and the government said. We are putting one billion U.S. dollar into into these, but we want to be independent after that. After these two vessels, we 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 are building. We want to be able to to build our own vessel with our own product 
with mm -hmm. our own engineering, totally independent of the rest of the world. So they are, they are, they are, they know they are facing some issues, but they are, they are prepared. They are prepared. Sure. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that they will be able. And if you see, they have some ambitious uh, targets. Uh, they are saying until 2030, they want to have uh, built 100 cruise ships and at least 10 million passengers capacity in only in China. And uh, yeah, what will they say? At the moment, there are 314 um, uh, cruise ships worldwide and the annual passenger volume of 26 million. So if they want to build 10 million, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of passengers who will uh, start in these industries um, and, and, and sailing on the Chinese market. So um, it's a huge, huge impact, um, I guess, for the cruise ship, ship industry. Interesting. So how will you, because so you're helping with those first couple of cruise ships, right? And, and then they've they've been very open that, you know, we expect, we being the Chinese government, we expect to take that knowledge and start doing it ourselves. We're making an investment now. We're learning from people like your firm, and then we're going to use it. So do you expect to continue to be able to work in some capacity, or are you going to have to move to a different country at that point? Are they going to stop working with you? Like, how does it's that work? A, it's a really difficult question to answer. I uh -huh. expect because our setup in China is uh, with local companies, um, with local companies, we started the China Adventure and then we set mm -hmm. up some companies. So we are, I guess we are considered more as a Chinese company who's getting some support from a European company. So uh -huh. um, we are prepared for, for uh, we are prepared for the future where they are saying, okay, we don't want to have the foreigner here building in these business. We only want to have Chinese companies. And yeah. that's something that's something you have to be prepared. As I said, when I was starting, always doing the re research, if you know the weaknesses, if you know the branches, then you also can do some business. Yeah. Interesting. So, so because you have this set up as a your entity there is set up as a as a Chinese company essentially with some uh, European um, influence. Then you you most likely will you'll have a better better opportunity to stay there and continue to help in some capacity. Is that the is that the thought process? Yes, yes, that's okay. yes, that's true. I mean, we have some agreements. We have some agreements. <laughs> it's not a, a, a foreign-owned company in China, but mm -hmm. it's a Chinese company. In China, who had uh -huh. some contracts with 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 a European company, so this is really important because they are looking into how many shares are owned from a foreign company. Uh, they want they want to 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 hold the 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 um, the turnover, the revenue on their market, and yeah, it's a kind of it's a kind of um, steering from from upside so um, mm -hmm. they they are selecting or they are saying um, who will who will be uh, awarded these these contracts or not because of the amount of foreign shares excellent wow okay so now it's it sounds like also like your background and having to build strong relationships you know in different cult countries and different different cultures really helped you in 
in China because you have to do the same thing there because they really don't want necessarily a lot of foreign leadership, but they need some foreign knowledge. So you you found a way to um, uh, you know build build the right relationships at, with the right uh, at the right time. Is that is that accurate? Is that what needs to be done if someone wants to yeah. do business in China? Yeah, I don't know if it's the right time. Maybe we already are a little bit late, but we uh. made it on a different kind of way. I, I know our partners over in China, they told me they, they was uh, actually there was around 50, 50 companies who, who, who talked to them, but uh, yeah. they decided to go with us because the way of thinking was a little bit different. We are not seeing the, the, the past money in China and then going out after two years. We are interested in a long-term relationship. And that's also how we are treating our partners. And um, yeah, uh, so I mean, it's the first time I was in China uh, for business, it's 10 years ago now. So I know a little bit to, uh, about the culture. I, I was prepared about the culture and Again, I I was taking care of their needs. I was listening to them, and yeah. I didn't came with these thinking. China is not able to deliver inequality. China is only doing some trash. China cannot do anything. China is only a third uh, yeah. country. I I saw what these uh, these companies are able to do. If you're not looking for the cheapest price you will find high quality in China. I mean, you can see how many products are coming from China who are sold by European or American companies. So if you are looking on the right spot, you will find high quality. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, China is a really modern country. And they. I'm a little bit afraid that they are yeah. able to do what they are doing right now because um, I feel that Europe as well as the United States are standing a little bit behind. And if they're not focusing to, to develop better, instead of trying to find, fight against uh, such an economy like, like China, they will lose, I guess. No, that's, uh, that's interesting. But it's also interesting that, um, you know, focusing on uh, their needs uh, right off the, right at the beginning of the relationship was, was so helpful because the way business is done in China is very different than the way it's done in the United States. But it's good to know that that one similarity is, is there and, and, and can work, but it's certainly a lot more, more work on, on your end than just trying to do a, a, a transaction or get a, get a contract with the right, the right person. Yeah. Now, but oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Actually it's, it's true. And um, you have to be careful because if they feel you only want want to scam or, or to rip them, they will they will do the same with you, and yeah. uh, you will lose your investment if you if you are not showing the right behavior. And there are some cultural uh, cultural difficulties uh, over um, or differences in, in in China. Yes, and they are huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm seeing it every time I'm coming over and wondering a lot of of their culture um, compared to what I learned, but. Yes, you have to accept that you are in another man's house, if you yeah. can say so. Yeah, yep, yep. No, that's a, that, that, that's a great, uh, great attitude, and I'm glad that that is is working both for you and uh, and for them. And it just, just lastly, just because um, I'm, I'm interested that you, you've you've come to the United States and you're not doing 
shipbuilding here, right? You have other other products, if I if I heard you right, and and why why is it easier for you to, for instance, maybe do some of those things in this country versus uh, versus China or you know someplace in in Europe? Because you could do, given your your background, you could probably do this anywhere you wanted to at this point. But why are you choosing the United States to uh, to try to to do these businesses that you're starting? Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it came, it came with the time. Um, there's no, there, I mean, the United States, they have a lot of cruise industry, yes, but they have, uh, they have the passengers and they have the, the cruise ships. So they yeah. have no shipyards over here who are doing yeah. refurbishment, um, yeah. or, or building new cruise ships. So the market actually also, if the cruise companies are sitting here, it's in Singapore and Europe or wherever. Um, but still, the orders are coming from here, or many of the orders are coming from here, and uh, I'm I'm visiting the the United States, uh, yeah, often. Um, actually, I don't know where I'm living right now because I would assume in any kind of plane, airplane, uh, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. it's not that easy uh, as much as I'm <laughs> traveling right now. But every time I'm coming to the United States. Um, every time I'm coming to the United States um, and have some meetings, I was asking myself, what can I do in the in the time in between these meetings? And uh, yeah. I was I was looking I was looking uh, into the market and did some research and so on. So I found I found uh, a, a couple of interesting things which I I started a research on and. But we then put some investment and went ahead. So um, mm-hmm. it's it's more or less for the time in between we build up these uh, these business not to get bored when I'm over here. Sure, sure. So it's just that you have you have time that you can look into certain opportunities, and you happen to be in the United States, so that's where you'll you'll start the business. Or or there are things in the United States that make it easier for you to start the business. Um, yes. I guess I'm not. Is that yes, both that's, or? That, that, that's true. Uh, starting a business in the United States is pretty, pretty easily, mm-hmm. maybe not that easy like in in in, in Denmark, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 compared to Germany or to China or Indonesia, it's really easy starting a business here. And if you have the right guys around you, um, um, then or the right lawyer around you, then mm-hmm. things are are getting smooth and um, yeah. things are going good and yeah um, it's easy it's easy and then the market is huge you have a lot of people and um, for these business we are we are, we are doing now here um, you have you have really a lot of people a lot of customers and right now the pockets are filled with money you don't have to yeah. forget that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's important, right? You gotta you have to go where the money is. Well, that's that's really amazing. I mean, you're you're doing all the uh, all the basics. You now you're looking for opportunities. You're doing your research. You're focusing on you know what your customer needs, not what you you know have to sell. You're building relationships, and you're you know you're uh, um, you're being as, being honest, and you're and you're working hard. And that shouldn't be such a massive um, a difference, but obviously it's it's, it's working very very. Uh, well for you and it's glad to, it's great to it's great to see um is there anything else that you would like to uh you would like to share um i know i could we could go on for another hour i'm sure but um anything else you've learned in in, in your travels that uh you think would be a 
particularly helpful for any any business person that does I not think, have your experience? I, I, I think I, I think uh, the the thing I'm or the the most valued thing I learned in all my travels was to listen and to watch people before I'm starting to decide. Excellent. That is great, uh, great advice. And um, thank you very much for uh, for taking the time uh, for me today, Morton. This is really fascinating. I hope we get a chance to talk again soon. And thanks to everyone else for listening to Find a Unique Value. And we look forward to sharing our next guest with you soon. Uh, thanks, everyone. The Find a Unique Value podcast is sponsored by Elliott Asset Management. We help successful entrepreneurs create wealth outside of their business. To discover the five ways successful entrepreneurs become intelligent investors and grow wealth beyond their business, visit ElliotM.com slash webinar.